Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. So I was watching, yes, I was watching the latest episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Well, it's not Keeping Up anymore, right? Well, it's it's Kardashians, the Kardashians on Hulu. And Kylie goes to Kris Jenner's house and they start talking about the name situation. And Kylie had a son, named him Wolf. Now, the deal was she was in the hospital and the nurses started saying, if you don't name this child by the time you leave, we have to fill out like a John Doe situation. That can't be right, he, is this, it? This is what she said. And he won't get a social security number until you guys have it all set, where if she just signed it and had everything like ducks in a row because you have nine months to figure it out. So when I saw that name pop through the paparazzi, I thought maybe she was impregnated by one of the Alaskan Bush people. And you would be wrong. It but was it wasn't. Not. Okay. The case. But she was like, I just didn't know. I panicked. I had no idea. I was forced into basically naming him Wolf. You think that's a thing? Like, if you leave the hospital without naming your baby, you got to go through a whole bunch more work? I don't know. I, I would assume, yeah. Then you'll have to go in somewhere where the hospital will send that information in for you. So, you don't remember ever leaving the hospital with all three kids well, and having to go somewhere. we knew what we were going to name them. Like, uh, we, knew, we knew what we were going to name our children. Right. Like, we were prepared. But yeah, now they they have decided, I guess, on a name. They just haven't told the world because we're not ready for it. So Liam's got no name that you felt like pressured. No, I no didn't have a family or name like or anything. I was trying to. I thought that that would be kind of a cool thing if I could combine. Liam Nora? The name. You don't want to <laughs> name him after your Aunt Nora? <laughs> say the dads. <laughs> so like Greg and Rance, I was like, what if his name is uh, Reg or Grance? Could I do like a Hollywood fusion of these names? And it didn't work. It didn't work when I yelled it out in fury, which is how I tested his name. But he's a William. He's a William. And I've been calling him William like more lately, like when he does something weird. Bother him. Is that why you do it? Like if he's all over me when I'm cooking, you know, I hate that. It's like go in another room. I'm there's like grease and hot water. Why are you by me? Why do you only want to hug me? When there are are things that will maim your face, you know, and then I'll say, William, get out of here. Peyton is Peyton Sean, and his middle name comes from Trisha's brother who passed away. Uh, Mm. Nolan is Nolan Ray. That was my dad's middle name and my grandfather's name. Yeah. But outside of that, I mean, there was nothing else. Mm. And Nolan, I, I snuck that one past my wife because my favorite baseball player of all time was Nolan Ryan. And then I didn't, oh, that's not a bad name. I didn't tell her that. Yeah. And then she she was like, oh, that's okay. If I had said, hey, we want to name him after my favorite baseball player, it would have been a for sure no. Yeah. Like that well, would have never happened. Uh, did you have to deal with a situation where you had to name your kid because you didn't want to stop? It's like stopping a, a pay it forward line at Starbucks because if grandpa expects a Paul the third. Right. That's what you I was going to say. I don't know how I would feel about canceling that line, you know? Because I liked the name Brayden or Carson. I think sometimes it's forced. Like you're expected that yeah. your firstborn is going to be James the fifth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can you imagine having the same name as someone else, but then with just a number behind it? But there are certain names you don't have that your identity. work with a junior or a senior or a third. Like Derek doesn't, it doesn't work. Derek like Jr. Can't, yeah. Isn't that mm. weird? It's not a Paul, it's not a James, it's not a John. I'd like to hear Richard. from anyone that, that felt forced to put a name down. Better yet, are you a third, a fourth, a fifth? Like, in that line, like, do you lack identity because you have the same name as dad, grandpa, and great-grandpa? Yeah, you got a lot to live up to. 
Especially if one's like a, a war hero. Oh, that would be tough, right? Started their own business. Great, great grandpa died in World War II. Yeah. And oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that would be tough. So are you in that situation where you kind of got forced into naming your child or you were just kind of like you're hearing about this now from your parents that your name was kind of forced on you? Plus, can anybody iron out the thing that where you like it's extra work if you leave the hospital with your baby without a name? That seems odd to me. Good. We had uh, Liam for his checkup yesterday. He got cleared from his concussion. So that's good. We're going to sneak out like three more days. Three more days of no action. What are you doing to uh, continue to kind of coddle this thing? Is it uh, obviously no... um, We haven't done Fortnite. No heavy hitting or anything like that, but he's kind of staying off his devices and such. Yeah. So he has his iPad for school. And then we did watch Cobra Kai, which was... Insanity last night, so I'm sure his eyes were darting around. But he hasn't had headaches since two days after That's it good happened. To hear. So really uh, good to hear. yeah, so we finished Cobra Kai last night. But yesterday, after his appointment, I met uh, him at Buffalo Wild Wings, so to treat him. And then we went and got pants at Walmart because they have like this thin fabric of pant that we can't find anywhere, and they're so cool looking. So we went and got him like a ton because they were super cheap. And then we went to Bubble Tea. And got some bubble tea, and then we had facials at home, and then we cleaned, and then went to bed. America. That was our night. The average American um, night. Beats mine. I got uh, done here, went home, had a little bit of food, uh, did some work around the yard, got in a workout, then football practice, then hockey practice. Was, so <clears throat> we have a couple of events. So my son gets done with, with football practice at, let's call it 530. He's out of there maybe close to six. I drop uh, another kid off on the way home, and then a friend of my son's also has to skate the same time he does, like yeah. a half hour later. So we run him home. We run my son home. We get all their gear. They get a snack. They go to practice. I go home, kind of working around, and I'm like, I got to go back and get them because practice is like an hour. So I text the kid's mom and dad, hey, by the way, I can pick Brady up because I got to go get Nolan anyways. They're like, wow, that's so awesome. So I follow up this text with... Yeah, I was out buying drugs anyway, so I might as well pick them up. Oh, my God. Their Why res- do you put that in print? Their response was, okay, thanks. <laughs> they were so happy to not have to drive to the hockey arena to pick yeah. up their own kid that they didn't care that I might have been out buying drugs yeah. and then picking their son up. <laughs> didn't even cross their mind. So we're on our way home, and I go, Brady, tell your mom and dad we're a little bit late because JJ had to stop in a really bad part of town, yeah. and he just had to run into a house for like five minutes. <laughs> He goes, okay, so I'm fully all night expecting a text back. Yeah. Nothing. No. They're just so happy that someone else picked up their kid from hockey practice. Maybe they're just hoping someone isn't that stupid to be so obvious to buy drugs. We were driving back home, and there was a guy on Division, and he was, like, almost bent backwards, standing on the road, basically, like in the median where you cross by the library yeah. and not moving. I think he was just stretching. It was just, no, it was a bit no bath, bath salty. <laughs> and Liam's like, what's up with that guy? And he goes, is he selling drugs? I go, that'd be like the worst oh. place to sell drugs. You're in the middle of traffic. He's probably taking the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Cannon has just welcomed his 10th baby with his fifth different mama. Yeah. Cat, I would like to play a quick round of Nick Cannon, Kid or Not, because some of these children have very unique names. Okay. And being the czar of the paparazzi, the holder of the keys of gossip in Playhouse Land, let's see whether or not you know 
which kid is actually a Nick Cannon kid or something completely fabricated. Onyx Ice. Onyx Ice. Is that that a Nick Cannon kid or not? Be his kid, yes. Golden Sagan. Golden Sagan. Nick Cannon child. Saigon? No, Sagan. There's no I in it. Um, I would say Golden is a kid. Golden Sagan is a Nick Cannon child. (laughs) Saigon. How about Caribbean Chill? Uh, I'm going to say no. That's actually an old spice deodorant. Is it really? Yeah, it was in my drawer this morning. Oh, nice. This Caribbean chill is what I'm wearing. <laughs> Got the two-pack. That's that scent. <laughs> Nick Cannon child or not. <laughs> Legendary love. That is. Yep. How about Zillion Air? Yes. Oh, yeah. Zillion Air, H-E-I-R, is a Nick Cannon child. How about Loose? L U Z. Zillionaire? Do you get it? I do think. Okay, I didn't know if you got it. How about loose? Spelled L U Z. No. That's right. I know all of his kids. I could even name all the grandchildren for the Kardashians. How about brains? <laughs> brains is not it. It is it is a Nick Cannon child. It is not. B R No, you're right. How about Powerful Queen? Ah, uh, that is. Powerful Queen Powerful Cannon. Queen is a Nick Cannon child. We got two more to go because he has 10. (laughs) How about Rise, Messiah? That is not. Oh, it is. No, it's not. Rise, Messiah is a Nick Cannon child. No, it's not. Google it right now. I have Google up. (laughs) R-I-S-E-M-E-S-S-I-A-H is one of Nick Cannon's children. Is that the latest? Is that the one that was just born? Maybe. Yeah, must have been. How about God? G-A-W-D. God. No. no. God is not a Nick Cannon child. Now think. I know you're done at one, but have you ever run down and thought, well, if we were going to do two, maybe we're going to adopt, maybe something like that. Would you have names in mind or ones that maybe you thought got left on the table with Liam? Um, If it was a girl, he was going to be Olivia. Olivia. So probably Olivia. After Olivia Benson, my favorite detective, I'm on Order SVU. That's it. These are the stories. Finn, <laughs> Finn Tujuola? No, I can't. No, I don't think that would go with our last name. But um, yeah, I think Henry is so cute. But then, then you call him Hank? Yeah. Do you? Call him Hank. Uh, and have his butt crack showing all the time. <laughs> why? Because all Hanks have their butt cracks out. I have two Hanks Hank. on our football team. I have a Henry kill? and a Hank. Really? And the Henry, if you call him Hank, whoo. I'd love to see a Henry mad. Henry gets mad. <laughs> okay. He gets straight up emotional. If does you he say a lot of dang it? Because I he feel like does. <laughs> no, he's like, dang it. Yeah, he's all the time. Henry's always say dang it. He won't swear out loud, but he'll say dang it because his Grammy might be listening. All right. So Hurricane Ian, there are so many victims just seeing how long it's going to take to clean up the areas that have been devastated. This young boy named Dominic wants to do his part. What are you doing with your piggy bank? Sending it to people in need in Florida because they have a hurricane and their office is going to go down and they need more stuff. 
That is very, very sweet of you. Do you know that? I was really saving up for a Corvette or an electric scooter, but people need this. I love you. Me too. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did he say a Corvette? Corvette? That's what I thought I heard. Or an electric scooter. (laughs) I love his priorities, but he definitely has his heart in the right place. And we got a new crown uh, winner last night. Miss USA is Well, they don't um, even mention her name? No, Robin E. Uh, oh. Gabrielle. But the thing is, it's not how I like pageants. You know how I like pageants. I like to see talents. I like to see half-naked women that have worked hard on their body. I like to... Is that even still part of it? Um, Some of it. No, now it's like active wear and stuff like that. It's like, so, like they, boring. I want to see what you wear, do. Like they put on... Like, I, I want you to have your like body half-naked playing the flute. Or, like... Do they still do a talent acrobats? portion? What? Like, do they still do a talent portion? Like, somebody's got to juggle, or they I, shoot I a know. bow and arrow with their feet or something? I feel like it's question and answer. Like, what would you do to get water to this third world well, No, country, are most of these still, like, like, scholarship programs? Where, like, the, are these girls, like, in college? Uh, well, this is Miss USA, yeah. so I think it's more so their platform, and then... They get money for that. I got to admit, I haven't watched one of these probably in 25 years. Look at that. All the parents out there with kids that are fans of Blue's Clues, Blue's Big City Adventure. The trailer is out. Everybody is freaking because all three hosts are in this movie. We are definitely not in storybook world anymore. I think we're lost. You? Is that you? Josh and Blue are in New York City. They could be lost. This is a big deal. I know. It's Steve. He's back. Steve's back. Josh is back. Donovan is back. Who the hell is Donovan? He had to be the last guy. No, Josh is the last guy. Oh, Steve was the All I knew is my kids were only young enough to see Steve. Yeah. And uh, he answers the door and people are going to go nuts. There you go. KFC bringing back their Twister wraps, which I feel like you're going to like because you like chicken wraps, right? But yeah. this has a twist. What's in it? You're going to get macaroni and cheese, baby. No, 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 no. In no, no, your no, classic no, chicken no, wrap. No, no, Coleslaw? Nope. It's like a skin cigar, but healthier. It should be just chicken and maybe some sriracha. That's it? No cheese? You no. don't want any like cheddar, sharp mm, cheddar Don't get the way. Don't get in the way of the protein. All right. Each item is going to cost three bucks. Get your protein in. And there is a question going viral. And we did this question so long ago. Sock, shoe, sock, shoe, right. tie, tie. Sock, sock, shoe, tie, shoe, tie. Sock, sock, shoe, shoe, tie, tie. Obviously. If you put socks on both of them before your shoes, you're a psycho. I think you're a little messed up and you have your priorities... Uh, not in order. How can you put both sock, socks sock, on then shoes? Shoe, shoe. That's how Jeffrey Dahmer did it. Sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Nobody you put a will sock on, that. then a shoe on, then a sock on, then a shoe Nobody on. Nobody does that. That is very strange. And I'm glad you only do that at your house. Have you ever gone to the review section and based a purchase on whether or not people reviewed it well? No, my sister is the queen of this. And I'm sure that it's helped her out in certain situations, but she'll send me the craziest reviews. Some are fun to listen to and to, to read through, right? Yeah. But I have the tips for you on how to tell whether or not they're actual fake reviews or if they're real people that have bought that product Yeah, and they want to help you decide whether or not it's good for you. So here are the red flags. If you see these following things on an Amazon review, don't believe it. It's probably like a paid review or a bot. 
if that product, let's just say you're looking at, uh, I don't know, like dish rags, if they're almost all five-star reviews yeah, and maybe an occasional four-star review, that, oh, by the way, if there's nothing negative on the product, that means it's fake. Hmm. Because no matter what, you're going to either have bad shipping, damaged package, somebody who bought the thing and thought it was going to do something else. That'll There's always somebody out there that didn't fully understand what was going on or holds the company responsible yeah. that's going to give it a bad review. So if you're looking at something and it has no bad reviews, it's fake. If you're looking at something that has a lack of details, like a generic, really generic, this thing is really great. This product is awesome. If it has just that, then it's uh, fake. So you want a story behind it. This is awesome. My daughter uses it every day when she leaves her school at 730. If it looks personalized, then it's probably true. If it mentions how it's better than a competing product. Mm. All right. So like if you're looking at laundry detergent and Tide says it's better than cheer. Yeah. Then it's probably fake. It's what they do is they pay these people to go on and give reviews. And what they want to do is they want to make another product look worse. It's like the election where they don't tell you what they're going to do. Yeah. They're just going to tell you how bad somebody else is. Then it's probably fake. If there's lots of reviews occurring in like a specific date period, like if most of the reviews happen within about three days, then there's a long gap and there's no more reviews. Yeah. Then it's fake. Okay. Those are all paid reviews. And finally, if it's the, you know, in the, like when you tr- uh, scroll past all the reviews and it says customers also bought, if that section is full of like unrelated products. So if you're looking at laundry detergent and you scroll down and then all of a sudden there's billiard chalk and a tire iron and an air compressor, then that Yeah, but means, what if that's what they went shopping for? Like look in somebody's cart is everything But related? the way the algorithm no. for Amazon is laid out is they put something if you've also bought it, like what should be closest to cheer laundry detergent or, or Tide would be clothing or something else that's like another hmm. cleaning product, not a tire iron. So then they, you know that people are just going sporadically and they're being paid. These large companies will pay somebody to go onto Amazon and write great reviews yeah. so that they'll end up getting more and more. So as you're looking, you know, obviously buy something local. But when you're looking at something on Amazon, if you're not quite sure whether it's a good product for you, those can be some red flags to uh, maybe save you a couple of bucks. We've got the- Save this, and I didn't tell you about it because I know how you're going to feel. I think it's going to hit really close to home for you. And this is from Amanda, and she had emailed yesterday, and I said, okay, I'll get it on for you. She says, I feel like total trash. I blew off my date this weekend because I just wasn't feeling it. It was planned for Saturday. My friend told me yesterday that the guy was super sad after he put in all the effort for that night. I guess he made dinner reservations at a nice restaurant. He reserved a table for two on the patio, white lights, candles, flowers. He works with my friend and said that he felt really upset the rest of the weekend. I just didn't feel like going. She called me selfish. Is she right? Should I call to apologize? I feel like if you're in the dating world, that's the risk you take. No, leave this guy alone. He deserves better. Um, as a mom of a son, if any woman were to do that, I would just have those feelings like I'm going to go and rip your. As someone who has been stood up at least a couple dozen times in their life, yeah, you're doing irreparable damage to this man. So the thing is, like, my sister would have no problem. This would be her. She would go, "Mm, 
Yeah, I'm really not feeling it. Instead of like being me, I just muscle through situations. Like, I'm gonna go. This guy has already had plans um, to meet me, and I'm just gonna go through with it. It's a couple of hours out of my life. That's how I look at it. My sister thinks you can't get those two hours back. So I don't know who's right. Should you just go with your gut and not apologize at all for standing somebody up? It's not like she she just didn't show. She told him she wasn't available. She made all these arrangements already. I know. She didn't know that, though. Flowers can't go back. Maybe she thought they were just going to meet for for a dinner. Doesn't and that matter. Was it. You still show up. That's true. I just think That's we need to be move. nicer as women. We need to be nicer to guys. Think about all the prep that you put into a date that you're really excited yeah, for. Yeah. What if he was just like, I'm not feeling. It. If you turn the page on this and do a 180 with this, he would be that a guy's jerk. the biggest jerk, yeah. loser. Don't ever date him again. But when a woman goes, I don't know if I want to go with him. Yeah. You already committed to going. Just go, man. So I kind of, I kind of agree with you on this. It's like, listen, I know that maybe you. Uh, subscribe to that. I can't get that time back. But then don't neither say can you're going to show up in the first place. He can't get that time back either. Putting in the time to make the reservations, get all dressed up, get ready to meet you at the restaurant, and then you just wake up in your sweats from a nap, and you're like, mm, not quite feeling a date tonight. I don't know. I, I I think it's every woman's prerogative to not go somewhere with a guy that she doesn't want to, but. I think it's pretty rude. Then stop it before the plan gets there. Don't pull anchor 30 minutes before he shows up with flowers for you. You cut that off like three days ahead of time. Hey, make up an excuse. Hey, I got sick. Hey, I don't feel great. Hey, yeah. my cousin's in from out of town. You, you're all pre-programmed. You guys come with like a database of excuses. When Seriously, when you hit like seven, all of a sudden the Lord blesses you with like 600 different excuses mm-hmm. and you just file them away for the rest of your life. You could have cut this off a week ahead of time. Instead, he goes and makes all these plans, spends all this money, and then you decide, I'm just not feeling it. I don't want to show up. I'm about Get half the and half. hell out of here She's with got that. a couple of questions. Is she right about no. being able to just cancel when she wants, or should she apologize to him? Oh. Uh, like the biggest drama. Boy, I don't, uh, you know, when I... There was more when I was in a different position. When I was you knew when, more. I, when I was overseeing all the right? radio stations, there was so much drama and it was never here on KCLD. I'm telling you, it was on all these other radio stations because yeah. people are just weird. Radio attracts a weird human being. There's something that's very off about all of us yeah. that attracts us to wanting to be on the radio. It's not so bad here. There have been colorful characters that have come and gone that colorful spice is great. up Spice up the environment, give you something to talk about for a minute, but then they always like go, you know? It's a fade, it's a burnout situation. Yeah. And I think we get a lot of but there was so much drama when I was in that position. And then when I quit being that guy, yeah. my life got exponentially better because I didn't have to deal with all the drama that didn't involve me. I'm telling you, babysitting adult human beings because they're just borderline not grown up yeah. is exhausting. I, your phone rings every minute of every day because somebody can't figure out an adult problem. It is exhausting. And the minute I quit that job, my life 
leveled up nine levels. I can imagine. Like here on this station, everybody just does their work. Do your work. And then shut the hell up. You go on with your life. And I enjoy that. Other people make it, yeah, their business to do some drama at work. But you know, it's everywhere. This is Walmart. <laughs> Jump up on the turnstile and start screaming about it. Yeah, she grabbed the microphone and let the whole Walmart know about the love triangle that was happening at Walmart. Her boss was sleeping with her and then he got with this woman and then he let this woman get away with murder and this woman saw everything. I mean, it was just drama. But I want to know, is there drama going on at your work that and don't name where you work, don't name any names, but just say like, uh, give us an obvious hypothetical. Like it, it, it for sure is going on, but what is it? When I was overseeing stuff here, we had an employee who refused to do their job. And I'll give you this for an example. Let's say you had to be on the air at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. This person would show up at 5.55 a.m. Yeah. And then not be ready to go. I love and that it hasn't changed. It, it was so exhausting. And then I said, well, hey, you got to be here probably at five. You need an hour to prepare yeah. a radio show. And this person would show up and then lay down on the on the couch. Oh, my God. Till 555 just to prove that they were here. <laughs> like it was those kind of adults. Yeah. That I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't supervise the unsupervisable. I know. And then you just got it. Here was the hardest problem is to fire somebody nowadays. You have to build up such a case. Yeah. That shows that they're a horrible, unproductive employee just so that you don't get sued. Isn't that crazy? You, you're not doing your job, yet you're allowed to be here. What kind of precedent is that setting for other employees that do their job? That's why I, I know I could quit doing my job today. <laughs> it's going to take them four years to build up a don't case. Don't do that because then people, I would lose, you know, I lose respect for those people right away. Well, I never had much anyways. Uh, anyway, Jessica, I'd love for you to call in. She has firsthand Walmart manager experience and talks drama. How dramatic could it be at Walmart? Oh, Liam and I went there yesterday to get his pants, and I won't say which one, but they were escorting a guy into a special room. He didn't want to go. He was thieving. He was thieving. They caught him right outside in the cart corral area, and they had the good old days where you could just find a thief and then just beat him down and take the stuff back and then tell him not to come back. Can't do that. I know. Gotta talk to him. World is so toxic. What part of this job do you hate the worst? Um, probably waking up, but I shouldn't say that because it's not that big of a deal. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'm not saying you don't like your job. I'm not saying you don't appreciate somebody employing you to give your thoughts every morning. Like we've got a pretty easy gig and, and we're pretty blessed to have this. Uh, the, the reason I ask is that uh, we, uh, we were contacted by a listener yesterday towards the end of the show and she was going to be quitting her job. Yeah. Uh, yesterday afternoon because she had had enough over the weekend. She cleans pools over the weekend. She had to clean out like it was an emergency. It was a uh, like a how do I say this without sounding poor? Um, it was a really indoor pool. It was a really, really rich person who was throwing a party Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So they called for an emergency pool cleaning Saturday morning. And when she got there with her boss, they started draining the pool. The, the pool had been mostly drained. They started cleaning and she found a poops. 
Yeah, it's always rich people that defecate on things, and I don't think that's fair. Is it the rich people or is it their friends? It might be their friends, but I think it's mostly because I have people. I have rich friends, and I don't expect them to poop in their pool. It would be someone like me that would poop in their pool. Oh, okay. Just slide one to, to the side. How you and then, stick around in people's circles is uh, it's baffling because they hope I say nice things about them on the radio. Yeah, that's but she she said this is not the first time that she's found weird, gross things, and she goes and she'll. Uh, help drain and clean pools at the end of every season so they can put but imagine, cover on. Imagine that's part of your job. You're going to wake up. Hey, by the way, I need you to come in real quick on your Saturday. We got to clean this pool. You're probably paid hourly. And part of your job is to have to clean up someone else's poop. Yeah, I would say after the first one, you should probably just prepare yourself that it might happen she again. She was like, I ain't having it anymore, so she was going to quit yesterday, and I was hoping she would call this morning. So I thought this would be kind of a fun chance for you to vent. I'm not saying you don't love your job. I'm just asking, what is the worst part about your job? So you would say? I would say waking up this early, but leaving when the sun is out is the best feeling. Walking yeah. out that back door and having sun hit your face is the best. I don't know if I'm ready for the next however many months. <laughs> like, we, we've been spoiled, I think, this summer. I would say it's the unnecessary meetings. Yeah. That's what gets me. I don't, I'm so used to getting up this early that even on the weekends or on uh, when I'm on break or vacation or whatever, uh, I'm up early. So it doesn't, it doesn't bother me anymore. But what bothers me is having to go into a room to not have anything to do for a half hour. Yeah. You're you're a time bandit. And it happens all the time. And here's the excuse. Well, we want people to get FaceTime. Why? Yeah. Are you telling me as a grown-ass adult human being that I can't function with my job if I don't sit across the table from a bunch of other people when I don't need to be there? I agree. I think if ah. you don't have anything on the agenda, you should be able to stay in your office or yeah, leave. All the, that's what COVID was the best. Now, I'm sure it wasn't the greatest for some people, but we didn't have any more of these. You have to be in the meeting meetings. Mm. It was, hey, if you're on the agenda or we need you for something, we'll add you to the list. And then it was nobody needed me anymore. Yeah. And I could fly under the radar. Felicia so, says, you know, it, it's the fact that I have to get up at 4 a.m. when it's dark, get to the Y by 445 and then leave when it's dark at 730. I would say we're down here in the bunker. And we can't see anything. I had thrown this up on our Facebook, and one of the responses I got yesterday was mean people. Oh, no. Mean people at work it would suck. I would say maybe that's more so customers. Like, if you're constantly I berated you by gonna... customers, I would I would quit. As we were wrapping up the show yesterday, uh, yeah, contacted by one of our listeners who said, guys, uh, my work change. I don't know how much I'll be listening over the next couple of days because I'm going in to quit this afternoon. I got called in over the weekend. I cleaned pools. And to a very, very wealthy person's house. And it had to be an emergency pool cleaning on a Saturday morning when I wanted to spend time with my daughter. Mm -hmm. I had to go in and clean up poop <laughs> out of somebody's pool because they were going to have a party that night. And I'm like, my God. Uh, what a funny situation. Well, yeah, for us. <laughs> Is that? No. Is it? I mean, yes. can you imagine like you're like, hey, honey, we're going to go see a movie today. Maybe we're going to go to the zoo. Yeah. We're going to have a whole lot of fun. Oh, sorry. I called the sitter. I got to go and clean the crap out of somebody else's pool. Yeah. And then finally, you've just had enough. So our thought was maybe you love your job. You're probably very grateful to have a job and be able to support your family. But there's something you really hate about your job. For me, it's the unnecessary meetings. I, I will forever be vocal about the fact that there are several meetings every month. I'm talking several 
that I don't have to be in. But because somebody said, well, we need FaceTime, mm-hmm. I got to go. I would say waking up this early, but really that's not even that big of a deal because when I leave at 1130 noon, it's sunny out. I got the rest of my day ahead of me. I want to look at this conversation as like us maybe being privy, privy to a, a job we didn't even know certain things about, you know, and maybe we as the public could help them out. Well, or you're going to hear about this. And you're going to realize it's not so bad on your right. End. How's Megan doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. What do you, what do you hate about your job? Like, I'm sure you're grateful to have a job, but you hate what part of it? Patience. So you see people <laughs> probably when they're at their worst, right? I, I mean, I work in specialties, so it's not like they're coming in sick or yeah. anything like that. But, you know, and they will call and, like, verbally accost you on the phone. Yeah. Like, like give me an example of that. Like, that like, answers like, it. Like, what do they say? Like, how, how can – I've never verbally accosted someone on the phone. Obviously, we have to watch out for HIPAA, but give us, like, a hypothetical, like, a, a scenario that could happen anywhere but has happened, a, a phone call. Like, for instance, um, a person calls and says, you know – my medication has been like this for how long and da 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 and yeah. I want you to fill it and I'll tell them I understand that you want your medication filled but you haven't been seen in over a year. You need to be seen by the provider in right. order for them to refill it. And they can't rationalize this and understand it? They it doesn't it literally doesn't compute with them. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do and they're like, I wanna talk to the nurse and I'm like, Well, fine and then the nurse sends them back to me angry because the nurse tells them the exact same thing that I said yeah. and now they have to make an appointment and then they yell at me because I shouldn't have to pay an office visit for my medication and I'm like, ah, oh, okay. How many how many times will this happen throughout the course of a week, Megan? Oh, dozens. Oh, that's a bummer. Absolutely. How do you cope? Well, what are you, are you doing blow or what? <laughs> No. No, that was a long pause. (laughs) (laughs) No. I mean, I think the other worst thing about, you know, just patients in general is, you know, they forget their physicians are humans. Mm. And so, like, if I come into work and they're like, hey, doc called off, now I have to call 50 people and reschedule all of their appointments. And these people get, like, violently angry. Yeah. Like, I made this appointment months ago, or I made this appointment last... I'm like, okay, but also, human being got sick. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. You're kind of caught in between all the scenarios, and you're just trying to help them get, you know... You're trying to expedite it as quickly as possible, too, right? You're not paid by the uh, the length of the phone call. Oh, absolutely not. Right. Like, I, I don't want to talk to you either, buddy. Hey, can, can you, can you- <laughs> You're not the only one. A lot of people are texting. Alyssa says, yes, patience. We've had so much verbal abuse, threatening violence even. We have to remember, like, be... Be humans. There's a human on the other end of the phone. Megan, uh, last question, because I think I've gotten pretty good at this over the years of taking so many phone calls on this radio station. But can you tell from the very first, like, four seconds whether or not this person is going to be a kind human or just an oppressive, miserable, uh, I hate my life kind of person? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And usually... I handle it with grace and kill them with kindness because that's the only way. Like, it's either going to 
upset the human and that make them hang up on you or it's going to calm their nerves. Um, but it's the old people that are the worst. I don't know why they're so mean, but they're, they just hate their lives. Anytime because they're them, circling so. the drain. That's why. They don't have much time left and they want to take it out on you. You know what I mean? They don't have yeah, patience I know. left. Yeah. Well, I hope it gets better. Yeah, you chalk up Megan's job to one more job I could never do if I yeah. ever get fired here. Thanks, Megan. Yeah. I almost forgot to tell you. What? Guess who I worked out with yesterday? Uh, <laughs> on your screen in your house? Natalie Portman. Really? I ran with Natalie Portman yesterday. I'm telling she you. She doesn't seem like someone that would get in cardio. I feel like she would be a walker. Uh, no, she uh, she ran uh, with Ashton Kutcher and I. Oh, okay. And Bex Gendry. Nice. Uh, oh, you know Bex. Bex. You know Bex. Oh, uh, Bex. Bex, right? Yes, Bex. So uh, uh, if you guys uh, don't know what I'm talking about, so my wife bought a Peloton, I don't know, when the pandemic hit and nobody could go to the gym. And, and we've kept it because we both really like it. And for me, uh, kind of being an old crippled athlete, yeah. uh, it's good for, to have some non-impact stuff. But I started running again after I broke my neck. And uh, I noticed that Peloton has got this, like, series with Ashton Kutcher, so it's his chance to promote his um his, his I don't, charity's the wrong word cause, which ends is, is the goal is to end child trafficking and human trafficking oh, I didn't know and that, sex that exploitation, right? Okay. And so he teamed up with Peloton, and what they have is this series of guests. So uh, I've run with Kenny Chesney and Natalie Kim Portman Kardashian. and Kim Kardashian. There's probably more, but this is just the one that popped up yesterday. And so what he does is he brings on like friends of his or people that he knows that are like celebrities and you run 30 or 45 minutes or whatever the deal That's is. That's not a friend. <laughs> That's not a friend. And I didn't realize how tiny Natalie Portman was. Yeah. And she said when she played um, her character in the Thor movie that she always had to be on like an apple crate uh-huh. to be able to see even close to eye to eye with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And, uh, and then talking about, uh, the, you know, the struggle of women in Hollywood and stuff like that. And now, did you know when, when Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman did their movie together, what was it? It was, uh, um, it wasn't no strings attached, it, but it was the same movie. Basically. It was, it was kind of like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, but he gave some of his salary to her because he felt like he was overpaid and she was underpaid. Really? And that got her to sign the contract. Well, it's so true. She had way more she acting had Black Swan right that. before that. Yeah. And that was a monster. And then she still couldn't get paid the amount that she was, that he thought she should have been paid. That's so gross. And you know, I'm watching Blonde right now, the Marilyn Monroe movie on Netflix. And they were on the phone with her and they said, yeah, your co-star is going to get, uh, 20,000 and then you'll get 5,000 and she's like so the movie that is starring me and it's all about me and it's called all about blondes uh I get 5,000 and he gets 20,000 and he's in a quarter of the movie she goes you can call me back later like that I'm like good for you yeah so anyway so I got my 5k in yesterday with Natalie Portman oh nice what'd you do the Playhouse podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD now share this with a friend